Welcome back. My name is Jeremy Vanderloop. I'm here with Olivia. We're having a great podcast. It's the Let's Get Coffee podcast here at Crest. Olivia, let's jump right in. Tell us about yourself. Where are you from? Your favorite food, favorite color? No, just what, just whatever you want. Tell us about yourself. Where are you from? What's up? Sure. So my name is Olivia Chapman. I'm originally from Syracuse, New York, so upstate New York. People will say like Canada, but Actually, Canada's probably better than New York at this point. Um, and how long have I been a member here? Just since the beginning of the year, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I think. I, I thought know. it was longer than that. Feels like forever. No. You know, it probably was the beginning of the year. Yeah. Yeah, it's so great to have you here. Thank you. And I know you asked me my favorite food, but no, I, I was. Know. You can tell pizza. me pizza. <laughs> I was at a networking event last night, and you had to do your childhood celebrity crush. Oh, who was that? Like, embarrassing i can't believe i'm saying it again but i i picked um one of the hansen brothers really like with the yeah. long hair yeah i think it was like taylor i don't know the names it's probably for the best probably is yeah <laughs> i was not into them when we were kids yeah i do remember their song though Bop, yeah it's yeah, a yeah classic it's not crazy it's a classic now i know but some people don't know about it so i don't think it got the fame it deserved yeah probably didn't probably didn't those guys are actually pretty talented yeah, I think they still perform. I have no clue. <laughs> they probably do. <laughs> I, you know, I'd, I'd probably go watch them now. Maybe I'm yeah. more of a fan than. Maybe, maybe that's also that was right, so. We've never had that question before. That was your childhood crush. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. What? What? Why? What was about? What about that? Oh well, I think there was a little bit of competition between my sister and I. Like we always fought over which guy we had a crush on and yeah. like which guy we could like, and I think. So it was a little bit of competition and gosh, I don't know. I just like had their whole album. I really mm -hmm. got into the lyrics of their songs, which were like kind of sappy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. My daughter's really into like kids bop and things like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, I've been saying no lately. Can we listen to kids bop? Well, at least no, those I'm are not. like good pop songs. I mean, I still laugh when I hear some of the like Lil Wayne or Nicki Minaj on the kids bop. Some I'm of like, the content okay. though, I go, oh, they changed that word, but the yeah. message is still <laughs> <It's> there. <questionable. laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, you know, they say, hey, can you play this song? It's happened once. Our, our kids, can you, you know, to, um, like the HomePod thing or whatever, the house, play this song. And they play the real song. Yeah. And you catch the word and you go, what the heck is, are you guys listening to? Yeah, I'm always yelling, get the version without the E, get the version without the E. <laughs> Don't listen to that part. I'm like, we're not going to say the bad words. I'm like. You're still hearing them though. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. They're hearing them anyway if they live with me. Yeah. Well. I mean. You know, our kids have repeated some things. You know, you say something to a dog for doing something. Like one time they hear, all they do is hear it one time. Yeah. And they say it at the most inappropriate times. Oh, yeah. In front of all sorts of people. And you go, I'm sorry they've only heard that one time. This is what happened. Yeah, that's me lying. <laughs> well, we're moving on. Yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, it's kid, kids are sponges, right? They take the good, yeah. the bad, and everything in between. Yeah, they, I mean, they have a very... Uh, Great way of having selective hearing, selective uh, asking for what they need. I mean, the way that I look at it is like they're, for me, I'm like, oh, I was exactly like this. And now I understand why my parents got frustrated, truthfully. Yeah. Like, I really, it's interesting. And it's, it's for me, a very 
I think my greatest growth edge as a human has been in parenting. Oh, hands down. I, I know some people are like, oh, the second my baby was born, I was like in love. I was a natural mother. I was like, what is that? I am confused. I don't know. Like growing up in a family mm-hmm. with a lot of children, being the caretaker for my siblings, it, it still was very different having Your own. children. I was like, what am I supposed to do? They with don't give them? you a handbook. No. They don't. And I didn't feel that like instant, I, you know, natural instinct mm-hmm. or it took me a while. And I often say, I'm like, I love my kids more and more every day yeah. now that I actually like know them. And mm-hmm. I feel like having a baby, I was like, this is a stranger in my house. And so it's been a, like one of the greatest lessons and continued mm. learnings of my life. Yeah. I'm so glad that's, <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, kids, they, they bring out the desire in your heart to do better in life. Yeah. Right. And they're such reflections of ourselves too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, can be a very triggering experience for, oh, for sure. people, but also I, I've learned to like fall in love with those moments when it like also helps me have a deeper understanding of yeah. my own parents, yeah. the dynamics that, you know, some I gratitude and some anger that comes up with yeah, it, right? Yeah. Oh man, I can't, but I wish they would have done this differently, yeah. right? Oh man. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to try to learn. And yeah. Do trying that. to break the generational curses and mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I, I feel like our generation's, kind of have like an awakening in their hearts and minds right because we're i mean what is the statistic we're like second generation fatherless is what they're calling it like it's like a, like a second generation fatherless generation like where like the parents split or even it kind of goes all the way back into like the 50s you know i, I, I we've had conversations that it goes all the way back to like ptsd from world war ii being misdiagnosed and not knowing it on so the dads get back in but they their brains are shut down in a certain part and all they do is go to work and they built this indu- like just major revolution, but their children were abandoned because they pr- provided all this money, yeah. but they no none of the love and acceptance and mentorship because the men were just they've seen some of the, one of the worst wars in history and had all their peers, you know, just horrifically get massacred in front of them and just had seen such a heinous. And so there's a lot of theory that goes that that was a big pivoting point. One, there's so many different items, but it does kind of this pendulum thing of society society moves in such long gaps yeah. right 100 year gaps 80 year gaps and so then you kind of can track even like the 60s and the seven, everything and just kind of like compound interest almost and then a lot of people are saying like our generation the 30 somethings are now going hitting a reset going hold on i gotta have a little bit more eq you know yeah. i gotta have this i gotta have that and what do you think of that i mean that's that's a theory that a lot of people have well i have a lot to say on like the role of men and women in society Let's and talk like, about thoughts it. about stuff like that. So that's one thing. Yeah. And then the other thing that you're saying is like, I have such a love hate relationship with the internet and social mm. media. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I love so much about it is like, we're in the age of information mm-hmm. and w- you literally don't just get to be uninformed anymore. It's actually just a stupid choice to not educate yourself. Mm-hmm whether it's emotional intelligence or Mm -hmm. world news or, you know, support that you may need in any category, like you can Google how to do anything. Mm -hmm. So there's really no excuse for, you know, not evolving as a human. Mm -hmm. Obviously there's, you know, things that people go through that may slow them down or speed them up, but I love the internet or social media because there's so much, inspiration and information around how to be more more self-aware like our age group like i was saying we don't really 
there's no uh, excuse. There's just no excuse. And I think a lot of it, when you, when you get into a position where there's no excuse, then accountability comes in play. Yeah. Right? And you go, to avoid that. <laughs> yeah, we all love to avoid accountability in different parts yeah. of our lives. Oh, don't tell me about that. I want to eat the cookie. Yeah. Don't tell me I shouldn't. You know, it's like, oh, well, now you're accountable. You knew. And that's the thing about knowledge is you have, this is a great subject. You have information and you take it in education. But knowledge is having, you know, and, and then understanding is knowing how to use it. Yeah, application. People don't have understanding. They have a ton of knowledge and they get, yeah. so all this, fa- but the accountability of actual execution and understanding and then wisdom is knowing when to use it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It stops with it. I mean, so what do you think? Of, I mean. Well, it's interesting because, so I am the founder of a coach training company. Yeah. So yeah. we certify life coaches, business coaches. I mean, people specialize. You're a boss woman entrepreneur. <laughs> That's what we're going to say. It's just a yes. monster boss woman entrepreneur. I run the world of coaching for female entrepreneurs. Did you say that again? Like I so pe- run the coaching world for female entrepreneurs. So if you, you want to be a coach, I'm your person. You have the education for yes. a, a woman to be a coach. Yes. Specifically targeting Female entrepreneurs, yes. coaching we females. We are the first fully internationally accredited, fully virtual, all women coach training program in the world. You know my ADD is going to kick in. How hard was it to actually, what, what what hoops did you have to fight through and climb through and claw through to even get that? Oh, my entrepreneurial path has been a breeze. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm just no. What? Yeah, we, we know um, enough that that is not a true statement. Well, if we run it back a little bit, I was a teacher for years. So mm. I taught in D.C. public schools. And that's where I met Katie, who became my business partner. But And she had this idea for IGC. It was her company. Mm. Um, and we started just, you know, having coaching clients and women wanting to talk about personal development. And then everybody wanted to get trained as a coach, which then Katie, that's when Katie brought me on as a co-founder to help write the curriculum and, you know, my master's and all of my formal education is in education. Yeah, it's awesome. So it was kind of like this no way I could have planned it pathway. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what your question was. Like how, no, like how, how hard, <laughs> what, what type of hurdles and, and hoops and just like mountains did you have to fight for to actually achieve such a great, oh, to be able yeah. to say like that statement? Like, oh, well, I mean, I think it was a little bit of divine timing. Like we did get into the coaching industry when it was, um, you know, social media was really taking off with like mm-hmm. entrepreneurships and influencers or entrepreneurship and shark tank was getting ready it was taking off all that was the awareness we had this pivotal moment in 2016 where we were starting to really you know gain some attention in the coaching industry we're starting to really increase our student body and i was like i i was like we have to either align with the icf which is the international coaching federation the accrediting body or not and we if we're not going to we have to have a reason to because that's like the big outlier in the coaching industry. Like there's a lot of people that just call themselves coaches and that's can be okay. Obviously we've also seen some very unethical things in the spiritual or personal development industry, mm. but we were kind of at this breaking point where like we either need to go th- through the ICF and do everything legit, everything by the book, everything ethical or not. And I was like, we're going this way mm-hmm. because it really, there wasn't any company like ours that had an accreditation at the time. A lot of coaching was very institutional. It was very executive, corporate, mm-hmm. leadership coaching, teaching the coaching skills, but none of them had any business development. And so what we were finding was women, myself included, were graduating from these other programs, learning how to coach effectively, 
but not having a clue how to get a client or mm-hmm. how to run, you know, any type of marketing or business. So that's also like, I'll talk to people now who are interested in training and they're like, well, what makes you different? I'm like, if you don't like want to start a coaching business, we're not the right company for you. If you do want to actually have your own business, this is the only like company that's going to give you this level of business and marketing training mm-hmm. along with your like legit credential. Um, so you are coaching coaches. Well, we're training coaches. Yeah. So yeah. we give them the actual credential or certification. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's just like a school teacher, but in a very different way. <laughs> Do you like it? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. What are your top three things you just absolutely love about it? Uh, I'm, I love sales. I'm really good at them. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I really love sales. Let's and pause for a sales. second. What are, what are the key elements of sell, <gasps> sales to you? Oh, well, I mean, the first one is just the belief that you have the only solution to their problem and the best solution to mm-hmm. the person's problem. And like a hundred thousand percent believing that I would say when I submitted my first sales call to my business coach in 2015, I, I had hired her to help me cause I sucked at sales. It was so bad. Yeah. She's like, you don't even sound like you care. Mm. Right. And so, and that's what I, d- a lot, of, I have talked to a lot of people. It's like very energetic. You have to be a hundred thousand percent sure that you have the best product yeah you, you would pay the price tag you have on it and you have no issue saying it out loud mm-hmm. so that would be number one and then i also think like coaches have such a leg up when it comes to sales because if you're talking about you know finding the objection or closing it's all coaching it's all like getting to mm-hmm. the bottom of their why making sure you have the you know their real problem you know what that is and how your you know product can be the solution like all we do as coaches, if you're a great coach, 90% of your job is asking questions, mm-hmm. asking the right questions that move the client forward. Yeah. And it's very similar in sales. So key components in sales. Yeah. yeah. Solutions. We're going to agree with this. Yep. Questions. Yep. What else is there? I mean, all the fact finding, I guess that's questions. And also, the, do you know the number one reason women don't sell? Why? They don't ask for the sale. They don't ask for the close. They don't actually close. Are you ready to no, do they, this? Yes. They yeah. say, okay, you know, let me know what you think. Get back to me eventually. Mm-hmm. They don't say, are you ready to do this? Right. Yeah. You know, did you know I'm shooting a course right now? No. Yeah. We, are, we, we stumbled upon it a couple of weeks ago when we have the emergency where you had to go pick up your... Oh, so yeah, super cool, right? So we're both parents. We're both entrepreneur parents. Yeah. And um, we were going to shoot this a couple of weeks ago and you had a sick kid in the school. It's like, no, and yet. And so Ryan's <laughs> like, what are we going to do? Is like, let's go shoot. And we had a content day. Oh. We shot for three hours. Wow. And uh, just a con- phenomenal time. Me and Ryan just hanging out. It worked out. Except for me, who was home with the sick kid. That I'm day. so sorry. I know. <laughs> I know. I just had one of those experiences. We were talking like yeah. here, you know, I had to, had to rush out to go uh, assist my wife with a child who needed to have blood work done. And we yeah. were nervous and all that stuff Never. was going to happen. And your kids are number one, though. That's it. You know, yeah. that's it. Number one. And you, everything, you were working, right? So that you have the freedom. To say, no job, you're going to wait. I'm going to go deal with something that's higher. Exactly. I move the day around and keep it moving. Boom, right? That's it. And so many people forget that that's what you're doing. You're not, (laughs) you're not literally living to work. You're working to live. And sooner or later, your company and your job should just work without you. You should pay you to not do anything and and take that that time off. I'm like, what do you guys want me to do? (laughs) You go, 
Like, does anyone need help today? <laughs> like, go away. <laughs> uh oh, soul searching. Let's see, is my identity in this cup? That's like the whole idea. My mind never shuts off, and be like, maybe I should have some more pondering moments and scheduling high thoughts. So yes, that's true. I, thinking is on my calendar. I do that in the morning as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah I hope we got sidetracked. Tell we we will jump course. in that. We're, so, so the the most beautiful things come about on accident. Yeah, organically. They're just organic. So we're there's this thing, and we're like, hey, we've already got this on our calendar. Let's just go over to a large hall. We got a really cool lighting setup. It's really cool space. Let's just shoot a bunch of videos. And it's like, what? What? You need me to talk? I'll talk. I have no problem talking. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, um, which me and my wife just shot our first video for the CLRs, the the leadership rounds that you were part of the first beta. That's going to be my wife's baby. She's going to kind of help she's maintain gonna, oh, that. That'll be fun. I'll, I'll still lead them, but she's going to like promote them and make yeah. sure they're attended. And I'm really excited to have her. She's more involved in Crest now. Okay, cool. uh, Monday through Thursday. She's supposed to be like the yeah, nine to 12. Times. Yeah. That's awesome. Just think more, more female energy. You know? She's so talented and engaged and just a phenomenal. She just makes you feel comfortable in your own skin. It's the best way to describe her. Yeah. And so I'm excited to have her more involved with people here and, yeah. and just uh you know just do a big part of our mission you know is supporting and serving entrepreneurs and leaders so yeah. but we're there and uh ryan i asked you something right it was uh i said what do you i was like what do you want me to talk about i said what and i was like i don't know what, what are we good at we, we shot all these videos <laughs> what are we good at <laughs> and uh he had said something and so i actually just uh, i was like all right i can talk about this it was talking about how to start a company how to, how to have all your infrastructure, your systems, your processes, mm. everything I've developed over the last 15 years of just trial and error. Yeah. And I talked for 50 minutes on that one, on that subject. Wow. Back to back to back to back. And then I was finished. I thought, I think we just did something really special here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in the more, because it's like I'm being inspired by all the entrepreneurs and leaders I'm connecting with just yeah. in this short period of time and realizing like, I have to share the the experience as a founder for 15 years of founding things and trying things. And it, I couldn't find good content that could help me. Yeah. Actually, like you said, every I've had to translate everything that was like these executive scaling books and all this stuff down into forming a company how to scale. But I said something, which is what in that thing. And it's become like almost like a mantra, like a core of what I say now, because it's just but it's it's it wraps into what we're talking about sales and how you love sales. And so I kind of coined this phrase in there, and I actually said it three times because it was so profound to me. People don't buy products and services. They buy solutions. Yeah, a thousand percent. And that's it, right? Yeah. But I'd never heard anyone say that before, and it's like and it changed my mind to be like, dude, I have to simply sell and support. And I'm not even selling the solution. I'm serving them, yeah. and we're pain doctors. Yeah. Right. As entrepreneurs yeah. and you're creating solutions and then people reward you with money. Yeah. So we're shooting a course on that. I, that's I mean, it's great. And I think a lot of people need it. And I think a lot of people have a lot of ideas. But if they can't articulate how their product or their service solves the problem mm -hmm. now, does a Chanel bag solve my problems? No. So there is the variable. Sure of it like does. Loving something. Right. It, it solves your problems. Well, maybe. But like, what's the sole purpose of the bag? I think that well, the other reason I think people buy is if they just are absolutely in love with something, like in love with a brand or in love with a product. Like mm -hmm. I could live my whole life without a Chanel bag. But but we, so I actually play this game with my kids all the time too. And this is kind of where this came from is, hey, where does money come from? I said, yeah. well, we create solutions for problems. And yeah. so we'll actually drive down the road and say, hey, what, what problem is that company solving? 
Oh, that's good. Right? And so, like, my six-year-old will be like, oh, this and that. And, yeah. like, we talked about tires today. We're you should do another course on parenting, maybe. We're actually doing <laughs> our next Crest Chat on family. Oh. Parenting and relationships. Oh, okay. We're getting ready to do it for the next the next three months. It's going to oh. be on parenting. And we got some guests that we're going to line up that are just phenomenal. Okay. If you need a single parenting expert, I'm your, yeah. I'm your person. Let's do it. We'll for sure have you on one of the Crest Chats okay. for that. great. Yeah, that's huge. <laughs> yeah, it's it's there's so many variables and challenges. Yeah. Um rambling, rambling, but the, your bag absolutely cr- solves solutions. Okay, so t- say more about that. All right, so so number 1, right? I would say that bag holds things. So it keeps your hands free. Oh, yeah. Right? So you you're in a pain point. So you're you're going to buy something to buy freedom with your hands. Sure. And security for valuables. Sure. All right? But then there's also a thing that someone's acquiring that bag to have a, an emotional affirmation, either healthy or unhealthy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To say, I earned this because I did this and my money is not going to reward me. I'm going to reward myself with something that I enjoy. Right. Or I really want someone to look and think highly of me, so I'm going to buy this and have more money as my bag than more money that's in my bag, right? Yeah. So one's healthy, one's unhealthy. Yeah. Um, but they still serve the pain point of needing a level of confirmation and affirmation, yeah, I that agree. brand. So two pain points. And there Sorry. is value. It, yeah. Like I always think of, um, I think it's like Deion Sanders who says, like, look good, feel good, feel good, yeah. do good, yeah, do yeah. good, make more money or something. <laughs> like that's his whole thing. I'm misquoting him, mm-hmm. but I do think that there's value in like feeling really good about yourself. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess you're right. It does solve a problem. Well, because there's something because I I collect. I'm a collector. Yeah. You know I. Every year, I buy a very nice um, timepiece. A, a you watch. Know, a watch, piece, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to be <laughs> fancy. No, no, it's just like they are. Like they're, they're nice <laughs> watches. I buy. I like nice watches. Okay, that's a man thing. Yeah, it is a man thing. But I, I also have a rule to it, uh, and I write letters every year to my kids about what happened that year, and they're monuments that when I'm gone, my grandkids can know what I did at 33. Mm. And what the challenges were. And, and it, it basically, it's like there's a number, a very small amount of my revenue can go towards a watch. Yeah. So I use it as a reward system. So I, so I, so I actually set my, my milestones and my plateaus. I have forced plateaus because I could overdrive as an entrepreneur. Right. So I had to set a system in place of saying, you know what? I'm going to pause and I'm going to ponder and I'm going to be grateful for this year. And my wife actually started the tradition my first year. Um, in real estate. Okay. Because she knew me. So where do the letters go? The letters stay in my journal, and they oh, okay. so I have a full journal, and the letters go in a box, okay. and they are all tied they're to like the handwritten. Uh huh. Handwritten yeah, letters. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I handwrite everything. I talk about that with entrepreneurs. Like you got to stop and enjoy the journey and tie it, tie yeah. it to something yeah. that's meaningful. Um. So, or materialism will eat you alive and money will name itself and will take on wings and fly. And Yeah, I think everybody has a phase when they first start making real money where they're just like buying a lot. They do. I mean, I did it. And then I was like, literally didn't last very long because I was like, none of this is gratifying at all. Mm-hmm. I like have sold most of all of the designer items that I've bought and... Like now, my goal is to like move to a farm and get some chickens. <laughs> yes, and like eventually get rich enough where I never need to use social media again. That's awesome. So talk. To, let's talk about that. We're just really. Uh, this is very much my mind in these things, and they just run. <laughs> so what? Why would you never want to use social media again? Well, 
I think it goes back to the whole like love hate thing that we were talking about at the mm-hmm. beginning where it's like there's so much valuable information and it is a means of connection. It's definitely a great marketing tool and content sharing tool and mm-hmm. all of that. But I think it can also be very destructive. And it's, I mean, it's overstated that it's like, you know, comparison comes up mm. or, um, you know, just feeling bad about yourself or feeling behind in life. And I actually have created a healthy relationship to social media where I don't feel these things anymore, but I start to feel like, ugh, I'm participating in this thing that like makes other people mm-hmm. feel bad yeah, or, you know, that makes other people question their choices or themselves or, and I'm like, I don't like it. I don't like it for my kids. Mm-hmm. And I, it feels like a lot of pressure sometimes to keep up with everything. It's designed that way. Yeah. It's literally designed to steal your dopamine. Right. It's designed to make you feel that way and right. to be addicted to it. And I also think it can be destructive. Like I, I think that a lot of, there's a lot of violent imagery. There's a lot of pornographic imagery. There's a lot of, it opens a lot of pathways for people to, like cheat or yeah there's a lot of objectification i don't like and i mean i have been cheated on like you know Mm. that's why i'm a single mother now and so i'm i know it's some of my own stuff and i'm very sensitive it's okay it It shapes you just like god stop looking at naked girls on the internet and go like create something write a book yeah walk like it just to me seems like such an energetic drain if you're not super self-aware and conscious of its purpose and to me, if I didn't have a business, it would have no purpose in my life. Yeah, I'm actually not on social media anymore. Oh, at all. For you. Well, Ryan, your company is, but that's probably managed. Ryan, how are things going? <laughs> Literally, like, like, I know somebody's <laughs> taking my picture here. So it's, unless you're keeping it, no, I'm just kidding. No, it's it's literally like, um, and my phone actually only has permission to notify me two times a day. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I keep all my notifications off mostly, but... Yeah, they, so it has to notify... This Again, this is in that course I'm going to... Because it's yeah. things that make me... For my brain, I have to have high focus times and all yeah. this stuff. And and so it's um it's definitely... You're right on the money. There's so many studies. Like, I have, I have a little girl and three little boys. My yeah. daughter's nine. And it's... um We grew up with technology, Right. We remember right. when things were invented. We remember when they came out. We remember when the iPhones came out. When oh, the, God, all that, that stuff iPod came. The iPod came one, out. Right. We remember, and it was so amazing. Yeah. We also remember when all the games came out and all that. And we grew up with yeah. technology, but we also probably still went outside and played and did all these different things. And yeah. these children, our kids, are growing up in it. Yeah. And it's growing at such a rapid pace that it's extremely dangerous for their developmental process. Yeah. And that's like suicide rates are through the roof. Anxiety is through the roof. We're talking adolescence. Yeah. I mean, through the roof. It's awful. Awful. Yeah. And then you can, with technology, and, 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 and again, my wife is very intentional. I'm very intentional with my daughter. Um, she knows that we love her, that she's beautiful, that she's designed in such an amazing way to fit in her image. And she is her own image of beauty, right? We're constantly yeah. encouraging her in that way. She's nine. She's not even at the hard stages, you know? But it's like... Yeah, I feel you, like that's getting hard. It's getting yeah. hard. Oh, my gosh. It's it's heartbreaking because so many little girls don't have this affirmation, you know, in their house right now. So oh, they're yeah. learning it. I mean, and there's girls and boys to be honest. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Girls, you're right. Girls and, and they're seeing these images that have been so doctored. Yeah. 
right? So, and they're not even real images anymore. Have you seen the ones where they put the models next to each other and they're trying to show self self awareness now, and they don't even look like the same people, but oh, it's the exact show, same like people. The editing and the face tuning. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. We understand, it and it's hard for us to even. Our minds still go, "Oh, I want to look that way. I yeah. want to look that way." Yeah. The person doesn't look that way. Talk about a twelve-year-old, right? Yeah, Having I mean, it's got to just mess with your brain. Oh, for it sure, messes guys. Messes with my adult brain. Yeah. Our attention spans are shrinking at such rapid paces. Well, did, did you know, like, everyone has ADD now or ADHD? I mean, I feel like I don't go somewhere without someone telling me that they have it now. I'm like, I probably do if I went to the doctor. Like, I, I'm sh- I definitely do. Right. and I'm But like, I've had this since I was a kid. Yeah, and I just, like, it's very hard because it's so normalized. Mm-hmm. Like, I, rem- I was visiting a friend a couple weeks ago who has three teenagers, and her daughter's, like, texting her from school, and I'm like, they never phones and and she's like there's i saw so i was talking to her daughter after and i said wait you're just like allowed to be openly texting in high like your high school class and she's like yeah the teachers like don't care as long as you're not texting while they're teaching and i'm like whoa like you can j- i didn't just didn't know it was yeah. like it's a great social experiment you see what happens well and it started and that, this is honestly why like this stuff's so important like one of the main reasons why we're even sitting in an environment like this is because I realized the dangers of what we're, if we don't start as leaders and parents, yeah. first and foremost, we're leaders in the marketplace, but you're first a leader in the home yeah. and we have to be cognizant. That's why like, I, I want to double down on that. Oh, you want to get on a farm and oh, cause I we're, I can't wait. Yeah. I, mean, I really can't wait. I, I do feel that coming. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's trying to be the intentionality of making the farm today. Yeah. Through like really, levels of systemized self-control right like yeah. dictating when you get on x or when you do well, these also type of things you, you know mentioning like the, the creation of this space but it is like also remedied through uh, like more community-based mm-hmm. living like i'm very fortunate in that my next door neighbor and i have become like best friends she has two daughters i have two sons we like have a little bit of a village vibe with yeah. our households yeah and it's like the more we have access to that, like going outside, letting our kids play freely, like borrowing, you know, sugar from the neighbor or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it's more having these community spaces and even, you know, sh- you know, a local farmer's market because I'm afraid to eat all the food in the world. Now yeah. Too. yeah. Um, but I think we have to get back to things like that, because what I've also noticed with my kids is like technology is so readily available. It's the here, take this while we're out to eat. Here, you know, even teachers giving mm-hmm. their the kids, and I don't, I will never hate on a teacher for yeah, doing yeah. what she needs to do to manage a classroom these days. But I find that they prefer, they would rather be outside. They would rather be, mm-hmm. you know, away from technology. You just got to give them the yeah. tools to do it. Yeah. When we built our first, our not our first, when we we were when our, our current house that we just built, we finished it last summer. Yeah. Um, I made the decision that I was not going to put a TV in the house. Ooh. I didn't do it. And there's still not a TV in my living room. Okay. I put a TV outside, several actually, outside. Okay. So I have one above our outdoor kitchen. I have, you know, one, I have a, a balcony off my master. I have one there. And what do you watch outside? Like shows or movie? We'll do, we'll do a movie oh, night okay. or okay. something like that, right? And so yeah. it's hardly ever on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We did put, I did, there was a deal on Amazon, like as always. And I bought a TV, an Amazon Fire TV for like nothing. Yeah. 
yeah. it's almost like they pay you for those, right? <laughs> and uh, and I put it in the playroom. And you know what happened when we first moved into the house? They were detoxing. We had uh, my, my wife's iMac upstairs. And they were watching, watching, watching. I moved it. I made it uncomfortable to watch. Changed the password. And you know, they, the first thing they did on Saturday morning after I did that, ran outside and jumped on the playground and didn't yeah. come in for an, the entire day. Yeah. And you could literally see this, like, freedom of, like, just the weight of, like, technology come off of them. They were having fun and being kids. And They're nicer to each other, I've noticed, too. They like, can be. I mean, <laughs> I prefer, like, a little fist fight between the boys versus, like, a fight over a Roblox character. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Get outside and duke it out. Like, if you... Yeah. Like, don't our ki- our boys fight, the- man. They yeah. fight. And uh, I have three brothers, so it doesn't really yeah. phase me. Some people be like, oh, my God, your sons. I'm like, They'll, they're good. <laughs> they'll, <figure laughs> they'll be good in out. a minute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm such a component of, like, outdoors, being outside. I have We have an outdoor ping pong yeah. table. We have the outdoor... TV, we have a fire pit. Right, have, I'll be you know, sending my kids over. Come there. on, any yeah, come on, bring it. We have a huge backyard. Yeah. It's awesome. We have a great playground and bike but rides. Even if you just take away the technology, mm-hmm. I have found that like even the indoor activities, I'm like, I didn't even know we had that game yeah. or that board game or that drawing thing. And like, yeah, I forget because I don't buy anymore. You know, once you have an iPad, mm-hmm. I really don't buy too many more. But I'm like, wow, they knew they have so many ideas. Yeah, and th- th- there is truth to this. I tell people all the time, like one of your best things to do is just don't put a TV in your house because that yeah. that that cheap TV broke very quickly. By the way, yeah, like four weeks ago, and I told my wife that we're not replacing that thing, and we have it. Yeah, and uh, you know what? They haven't missed it. Yeah. They don't miss it. We never really turn the TV on. They're more like want to play their games, mm-hmm. which I have to then take away. Or YouTube. A yeah, lot in oh our God, house. YouTube. YouTube. And so I think that's probably like the next thing. I've already warned more. I said, we're changing the password on that computer because they still, the older ones sit on the computer and watch YouTube videos yeah. all the time. Yeah. And so we have to like actually get onto them now. But uh, well, yeah, technology and kids. I what they're watching. And I will tell you, I took my older son to the dentist. He's mm-hmm. seven. I took him last week. And I'm thinking we're just going for a regular dentist uh, mm-hmm. visit, whatever. She's like, any issues with the kid's teeth? I said, no, probably a little overdue for this visit, but no, nothing. And then my older son said, well, actually, around 12.50 p.m. yesterday, I started getting some pain in my bicuspid. <laughs> I was like, you're what? That's funny. I said, where did you learn that? He said, well, my tooth hurt. So I was I looked for a YouTube video, and that showed me what all the teeth were in your mouth were called. I'm like, so uh, there's like... It's, it's beautiful. There's, there's, it's exactly. opportunity. It's like if you use it to like gain the right information, great. If you use it to feel bad about yourself, to compare yourself mm-hmm. to others, to get negative ideas, to distract yourself from doing any type of actual work on yourself or in the world, mm-hmm. toss it out. Well, it's, it's, it's a tool, if like anything else, right? Yes. So the age-old thing, what's the difference between um, a knife in the hand of an assassin versus the hand of a surgeon? Have you heard that before? <sighs> I haven't, but it makes sense. What's the difference? Well, an assassin's going to kill you. A surgeon's going to save your it's life. It's the intention. Yeah. What they intend to do with the tool, right? Yeah. You can't. Well, same thing with technology. Ugh, yeah. You know, when you think of it, you go. Well, everything is like good versus evil. Yes, it is. You're yeah. absolutely right. <laughs> so we just broke it down. We're done. <laughs> We're done. Yeah. That's it. You know, they have this battle of, uh, of, of ethics and morals and if serving sure humanity. You come to church with me or you say what <laughs> i said if they're unsure good versus evil just come to church it'll be fine <laughs> yeah yeah and so it it's it, it, this is a, such a fantastic and fun decision and how do you dance and how, how do you how do you run this amazing company and help all these women learn and you know it's, it's obviously you've gone through some hardship you've had some pain which 
very sorry that's happened. It's it, it, you work through it and it just makes you your story just becomes so much more beautiful as you begin to see that just get redeemed over time, you know, yeah. and, and that would be my encouragement is like, you know, there's going to be this amazing opportunity as you don't let that define you, yeah. you know, and you just keep pushing and you heal through it. But you're, you're put into a situation now that obviously you didn't sign up for. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's being a single mom entrepreneur. Yeah. If you could give any mom or woman an encouragement that has now been th- really thrust into an environment that they never anticipated they'd be in. Yeah. What top two or three things would you say to them right now to encourage them? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I have always just, and maybe this came from how my grandmother was or whatever, but I've always believed in women having their own money. And what, the more money women have or the more money in the hands of women who know what to do with it, I believe that it's going to make the world a better place overall. I feel like women just know how to take care on such a deep level. No offense, men love men, but it's just different. Yes. So I've always, in in many ways, I feel like becoming a single mom and in the way that it happened and the when it happened. So it happened the year I got a book deal. It happened the year our company hit a million dollars. It happened when I was the primary breadwinner like I was moved out of that house within a week. It was very like, so I think about it in some ways, it's like this was always meant to happen. And mm. I hate that because I'm not saying it was my fault, but I'm saying I almost needed to be a testimony for so many women who feel like they're stuck in a relationship that they don't want to be in or in a job that they don't want to be in because they don't have the financial resources to get themselves out. And I feel mm. like everything in my life has come back to, giving women the resources to have their own income stream, not so they can leave a man or whatever, but so they have that foundation Mm -hmm. for themselves so that they are not stuck in a bad job or in a bad relationship or in an abusive situation Mm -hmm. or in a city that they don't like. Like it can be that simple. So I'd love to dialogue with that. I actually encourage my wife a lot and we, we have a great marriage. I love my wife. She's my best friend. Yeah. I joke with her probably too much, you know, prank her all, you're just like, <laughs> yeah, but she's awesome. And, you know, she has a real estate license Yeah. and, um, she is, you know, oh, I don't want to do this. Like anytime it like, starts getting really hard, she's like, I don't want to do this. I just want to be a mom. I just want to be a mom. Mm-hmm. I want to be a mom. And my response to her as her husband is no, 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 no. You can't give this up. Even if you're just working for my company and selling my product, yeah. I'm still paying you a commission. You're still getting something. And my whole reasoning to her is like, I want you to have this ability. If something happens to me, God yeah. forbid, and I die, I want you to still have a position that you know how to take care of yourself. You know how to consider an asset and buy it. You know how to right. do these different things because our kids are going to get old. Yeah. They're going to get out of the house. And your identity is not found in what you do, but I want you to have the freedom yeah. because you have so much more. And this is what I tell her. You have so much more to offer that, you know, it's, you just got to share it with the world. You got to share, you, you got to, you, you know, and, and, yeah. and she's a bomb house. I mean, she just closed a, a, a deal, her first deal after having the baby in two years. Nice. And it was a house on Bayshore, you know, nice. and just like crushed it. Well, and, it's the opportunity yeah. though. That's like the whole thing about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, you, you want to be set up, but you do, don't know what to, I'm sure that God forbid you 
yeah. die. <laughs> I mean, there's insurances like, and playing things like things that, but you place, still. But like, you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah. I always believe that women have to have some type of plan, mm-hmm. not only for money, but for like purpose. Absolutely. And yeah. And I do feel like that for coaching is so obvious because every, like, every single woman who comes, I'm always the friend that everyone goes to for advice. I've, you know, I've always been the one helping mm-hmm. other people. So it's like very obvious and you can do a lot with coaching. You can take a couple clients a, a month and make a couple thousand dollars or you can scale it to multi six figures, seven figures, yeah. which we've had students do. But it's just a way, it's a skill, it's a transferable mm-hmm. skill that you can turn on and off if you want to keep small or grow big. And I feel like my whole story at my point, and I'm getting away from the tips for the single moms, but is like always make sure that you have something for yourself, like something that you love doing and that makes you money. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't want it to make you money right now, but you know, having, having that. And then, I mean, the other thing is it's very cliche to say, but it's all about mindset. Like cliches are there for a reason though. It really is. Like I remember people being like, how are you okay after? And I'm like, well, first of all, a woman's intuition always knows when something's going on. So having Mm -hmm. the physical proof, I was like, thank you. Goodbye. I can finally make a decision and Mm -hmm. move forward. Right. So that was a little bit clearing for me. And if you know what I'm talking about, (laughs) drop an emoji or something but like when you know you know and Mm -hmm. so when that happened but I was like I could be like a victim of my circumstances Mm -hmm. I was a victim of something right lying whatever but I just never wanted to identify like that because it didn't do anything for me so it it allowed me to avoid responsibility it allowed me to avoid taking action Mm -hmm. so I've always been here's the thing Complaining is the lowest form of responsibility. I also think worrying is. I love that. Worrying Complaining is, yeah. is the lowest form of responsibility. That's the ultimate. You're going to sit around and complain. That means you're not taking, you're a victim of your own circumstances. You're not taking any accountability. You're not taking any, you know, creative action towards mm-hmm. getting out of it. So I would always think to myself, I could sit here and complain. I got left. I got cheated on. I'm stuck with all the bills. Or I could do something about it. And, you know, I still got mad sometimes. Mm-hmm, of course. I still would like, you know, want to freak out, but it didn't get me anywhere. And so I just chose to, you know, use all of that energy that I could have spent complaining and start creating. And like I said, that's, it was very fast growth after that. That's awesome. And I think that's possible for anyone, but like anytime you worry and anytime you complain, you're just solidifying the bullshit in your life. And that's principle, whether you're a woman or man or oh, anybody. Oh yeah, this is life. It's just principle. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And, and, and the first one's actually life advice, too. Yeah. You know, these are principles, True. right? That's just principles. Everyone, your identity should not be found in your job, your career, your kids or anything. It's yes. the entirety of your life. Yeah. And they all serve a purpose for your purpose. Yes. And the last thing I want to say to yeah. any woman and any person, if you are in a group of people or a community or relationships where you are constantly being talked out of your dreams, mm. get out. I think that's the most destructive thing. I even going through a recent breakup with a guy I was dating. Every time I have, I have these big goals and like, I don't know how I'm going to get to them, but mm-hmm. they keep me going every day. I love yeah, them. Yeah. Everything was like, oh, that seems too hard. That seems, and I said, you know what? Like, this is so. We're just not connected in that area. No, yeah. it's just like people, you say, I have this great idea and they immediately poke every single hole in it. Like. Either stop telling them about your ideas or get new friends. Like surround yourself with people who will 
always believe in you. You know, I'm not saying like ridiculous ideas, but like you have to have people. Oh, I have ridiculous ideas and somehow they happen because I'm around with amazing people that support me. Are you kidding me? I am absolutely No, you're not. You're in the right community. In a good way. I'm like, if if people didn't like my ideas and I have a whole team of like, I actually just looked because I was like, why is this so expensive? Our Google workspace. I'm like 24 people on it now. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm like, I got 24 people to run this by and they're all going to acknowledge it first. And then they're going to say like, we'll creatively make it better. Whatever yeah. idea I had, like I just had one this morning and they're like, eh, like we got to revise it. But no one is saying no, no one is saying that's impossible for you. I, I think we have to remember, like if we, if the person that we are talking to doesn't have what we want or significantly mm-hmm. more. No. I mean, to me on that very thing. So I have one of the unique abilities that, and I've said it's probably one of the secret sauces is everything I've done insane things that everyone said I couldn't do. Yeah, I love it. I'm 35 this month. Yeah. And you go, the whole history is there. But it's like everything I set out to do, everyone made fun of me, thought it was an impossibility to talk behind my back. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, when I go to sh- literally shut it down and shift gears to do another impossibility thing, they're the ones telling me I'm crazy to let it go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I realized, though, that, I, that there was a uniqueness about my just drive of just, like, just not giving a rip. You know, yeah. I'm going to do it regardless. That a lot of people don't have, they need that extra encouragement to be that it's okay. Yeah. This dream may be audacious and crazy. And, yeah. right, but you know what? Even if you, like, miss it by 60%, you're 40% farther than you started. Oh, yeah. Right? And, yeah. And, and your dreams change and adjust and adapt and. Well, so it's like keep set going. The big goal, like yeah. Ew, I'm like I remember looking back at early days of business, and I would set these stupid little goals, and I'm like, <laughs> why didn't I ever make them? I was like, because I wasn't even excited about yeah. them. Like yeah. they were like embarrassingly small. And it keeps getting bigger. Like for me, I'm at a 200 year goal now. Oh, yeah, you were saying something about 200 that year goal, I man. Like, I got a like planning after his death. I got I got a, I got a <laughs> 200 year goal because yeah. it's just you get so conditioned to. It. I have 15 years on this, and I yeah. go, I've seen, I have a. I have a 40% ROI on my dreams. Yeah. Every time, because I started d- the developing this system, and then that's honestly why I'm going back into, like, creating this whole thing, is that I've had 15 years of self-inspired, yeah. directive processing, the things that make me unique and successful, and realizing it's the same packaging that everyone else does, just a different flavor. Yeah. And so I'm being encouraged to write these things down, and because it's helping people, yeah. like, a lot. And that's, for me, that's where I'm at now. Yeah. How, not that we have a ton of money, Money comes and goes, comes and goes, comes and goes, but we have yeah. the knowledge and the relationships to keep hitting, like Jim Collins in Good to Great, right? I think that dude changed the world for the last 30 <laughs> no years. no idea what you're talking no? about. No? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Have you heard of BHAG? No. So, all right, so Jim Collins is this research researcher, and they, they wrote these amazing books in the 90s. One was called Built to Last, which I'm going through again. Oh, I've and, heard of that. And Good okay. to Great. Okay, yeah. And they were analyzing what makes something a generational company that lasts more than 100 years, a okay. great company, and then what makes someone a good leader, a great leader. And they phrase this thing called BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal. Mm. And, okay, um, I would like that, yeah. Oh, it's phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah. We're going to – that's why you have the library and stuff upstairs. We need to just stock it with some of these books. Oh, yeah. Um, because it's phenomenal. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, so BHAG. So you're talking about, like, so yeah. you're in good company – some of the greatest minds yeah. in history for for business. The way I see it is like your vision is confirmation of possibility. Mm-hmm. So if you see it like God didn't give it to you, 
for no reason. It's never going to go anywhere. You're going to be miserable forever if you don't start acting on it. It's like yeah. those people are like, I'm just unfulfilled. It's like, well, you're not doing anything to like fulfill the vision. And it's not always business. Sometimes it's family or love yeah. or a property on the farm or whatever yeah, yeah. it is. Some people aren't willing. To, they're, they're, they're not willing to put in the... the the work either for oh they're just so scared but the benefit like the risk analysis or whatever mm-hmm. it's like always analysis their paralysis yeah, all that stuff that happens for it. you need the courage though you need the right relationships i know so you have to be around the right people you have to be so you so can come here to crest and hang out with us we can segue talk that. you into their dreams yeah so <laughs> have you listened to these podcasts yet only a couple only a couple so you, you probably know the, the questions that are coming there i asked the same three questions okay yeah yeah all right so um I don't want to start with that. I don't. I don't want to wrap this thing up. I know oh, we're all. I know we have to. to. Oh, we got to circle up. All right. Yeah, all right, he's, all right. Looking the, we, he's looking at the. We we need <laughs> the to do. I want to do another one of these. Okay. With you, because okay. um, you I, you have such a value to give. I think to the world from your perspective and just your tenacity. I want to just um, encourage you and say thank you for not giving up. Oh. Because you're you. killing it and thank you're helping women and. Um, you know, your journey is just starting in business and any way we can serve you as a community. And because uh, you're, you're leading leaders and our goal, and my heartbeat is to help lead leaders and to be able to have our vision support you so that you can go out and help these women all over the world. Thank you. You know, because it's, it's amazing what you're doing, giving freedom to women. And and um, again, like to any women that may even be listening to this, if you're in a relationship where yeah your husband or whoever's talking down to you telling you can't do it, not encouraging you, not, you know, they're getting insecure because you're making more money than them. Um, you know, they probably, they probably need some therapy. Yeah. Right. There's some significant or because coaching. or some coaching. So one of the same half the time, right? Yeah. Coaching and therapy are very similar in question asking. And because it's, um, there's some narcissists out there that are very dangerous oh, yeah. and very, uh, you know, dangerous to human health and to women and, 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 and all the above. And so just, you know, I, I think that's there's some pretty cool things that uh, that that's a personal thing for me that to just I'm always trying to encourage my daughter and my wife and my sons to yeah. dream bigger and, and beyond even and myself. I think what you said, too, if there's someone it, it, who is talking down to you in mm-hmm. life, whether romantically or friendship, it's it's also an invitation to them to evolve with you. Mm-hmm. I think that's sometimes the missing piece, too. It's like I actually want to invite you on this journey with me to like start speaking better about ourselves to each other. You know what I mean? It's also an invitation to evolve. And don't be afraid to let it because they're going to naturally exit out of your life. Don't yeah. don't. Don't be afraid to let them go. People yeah. that are invite them to stay and let them know that you need them to up level their thoughts and their communication and work with them on that. Maybe give them resources. Come down to their level too to help take. It's not to get them to our level; it's to get them to the next level. Yeah, I always right? think like relationships that grow. You don't have to be on the exact same level. You just have to be growing in the same direction, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't have one person committed to growth and the other committed. And to it, it takes selflessness too. Like if, if I'm growing at such a rapid pace yeah. and my family's not there with me, yeah. I need to slow my growth down. And sacrifice my growth. Interesting. Because they're my priority. Yeah. Right? Why am I growing? Why? It's not about me at the end of the day. Right. Well, you have to know you, what your You have to evolve. Yeah. yeah. And those are my values. Yeah. I will gladly give up my personal growth. No matter, if the circumstance happens in my life and something happens that, God forbid, my wife is disabled in some way or we need, I will give up anything I could to make money and wealth and any of that stuff. Because that is, to me, my highest legacy. Mm, right? Yeah. She probably wouldn't want you to give it up. 
it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not her choice, right? It's oh. it wouldn't be your choice. It'd be mine. I would yeah. say this. No, I'm not going to put you in the care of somebody else. Yeah, it's my job. Yeah, well, then you have to just. Know I'll let somebody else run the are. company. How's that sound? And yeah. I'll come. You know what I mean? That's the power of an entrepreneur. Well, it's choice, yeah. Right, it's sure. a choice. You go, and and that's all it is. It has no, cl- no, it does not matter what your core values are. You're going to be successful as long as you stick to them. Right. And that's again the battle of good and evil. Core values, who, who yeah. your principles, your guiding principles. If you're sticking to them, you're going to be successful. Right. Right. My core values is family is really priority. They're the ones that when I'm dead and gone, they're the only ones that are going to remember me half the time. Yeah. For at least five years. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, that's the saddest truth. But it's <laughs> it's gonna the, read the letters. Yeah, they'll read the letters. <laughs> but I'm very intentional. Very. Yeah. I, I, I'm very comfortable with my mortality. And I, and I make every second try to count. Yeah, life's too precious. And I want everyone to know that you're valuable, that you, that, that the decisions you're making are impacting what life looks like on Christmas when you're 60 yeah. and what life's looked like for 200 years, that they know your legacy, but they don't know your name. Yeah. Right? I think about life like that, too. Yeah. I'm like, when I'm scared to make a decision, I'm like, oh, could, you know, I could die tomorrow. I'm going for it. Yeah, exactly. So it's true. why did you join Crass? Well, a friend of a friend told me about it, and I was like, oh, that's that place that I drive by every <laughs> single day, and yeah. I didn't really know what it was, and then I came in with Denise, who's mm-hmm. um, one of uh, my friends, and she also graduated and is a certified coach from IGC, and we were just talking to you and chatting and walking around, and I know the vibes were good. Mm-hmm. The community was good. Is good. Yeah. You're just like, the this coffee is- was free. Not going to lie. That made a difference <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah, because you you'd been in other similar in other spaces and yeah, things like I, that. Yeah, and I've I've been kind of an office space hopper for the past few years, and there have been pros and cons to all of them for mm-hmm. sure. But I mean, this it just feels a little more family vibes than sterile, and you know, I I'm not really good at not being comfortable in a space. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt very comfortable here, so. So you joined because you just felt comfortable. It, yeah, it served a, pro- a, a problem. Oh, or? what problem did it solve? Yeah. Um, I mean, I literally d- had canceled my last one, so it gave me a workspace mm-hmm. for sure. That was the the main problem. Yeah. And um, I guess I would say focus and inspiration. It gets a little boring working from home. Mm-hmm. And I've met some cool people here, have people to talk to rather than, you know. Let's segue to the next question, though. Okay. What have you gotten out of Crest that you were not anticipating to get out of it, but that is just so much better than this than, than interview? Really? Well, yeah, I didn't. Ex- I didn't know we were going to have a podcast interview. I didn't expect it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's dive into. So, what have you gotten out of the community? What have you gotten that you weren't expecting? Like, has it served you in a way that you were like, man, I didn't, was not expecting it to be that impactful or that enjoyable or the lunch we did a couple weeks ago oh, another yeah. thing i wasn't expecting <laughs> which i thought was very impactful so clr you were in the first clr the beta yeah what are we calling it clr crest leadership rounds crest, okay yeah okay. clrs clrs i'm got good it. for shortening things up well like i thought acronyms. it was leadership lunch but got it that was spread. it was okay. beta yeah okay got it yeah so that was very valuable yeah and unexpected. Talk yeah. about that. Like, what, how how was that valuable? What was it meaning to you when you, we did well, that? Well, the first thing is, I'm not going to lie. I'm very much used to running everything. I'm mm-hmm. often having. I noticed to, you kind of to lead the things. <laughs> I'm never yeah. usually. I mean, I've go, of course I've gone to bigger like seminars and yeah. trainings and have. I mean, I'm in a mastermind that I don't run myself, mm-hmm. but in person, I feel like usually I I've been 
literally just a couple of weeks ago, got back from a full weekend of like business intensives that mm-hmm. I was running I'm on the whole time. And I'm like, wow, this feels nice to be supported by someone. Yeah, that's <laughs> or awesome. By other people. Uh, and so that was really great for me. And then I'm not going to lie. It, it's interesting to hear a man's perspective on some of the things that we're going through business wise, because we are an all female company mm. um, for women by women. Yeah. And I value women and their, you know, intelligence and their insights, of course. of course. But I was like, wow, it's really interesting to hear how, how men view our company and our offerings and our products. So Not even knowing what your company was, just looking at the principle of the yeah. question. Because yeah. it, it was actually Denise was in the hot seat. Yes. Which yes. was awesome because you had like Denise's basically boss next to her and she's sitting there like talking yeah. about what she, and <laughs> you could tell you're like, no, 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 we have that. We have that. And you're like, and I'm, I'm like, fighting God, back. I got to train her better. I just want to listen. I just need to listen. Yeah. And, and so that's a very, so tell me about that a little bit. So, cause again, we're, it's like Switzerland. Like we, we want to value everyone. Everyone has a value and a purpose here and a voice yeah. and leadership. You know, one thing I do like about men is, I mean, I like a lot of things about men. But it's okay. We can continue the thought. Is, I like how, so I'm around so many women and we sell to only women mm-hmm. and women are very emotional in their financial decisions. Not saying that men are not, but women are very much more emotional decision makers when it comes to money. Yeah. We think about how this thing is going to make us feel. Mm-hmm. They think about how it's going to make them feel versus like a return on men, investment. Men or like and it's and calculated. And sometimes they're just like, yes, mathematically, this makes sense. <laughs> and they're like, and I remember we're going through our payment options and payment plans. They're like, damn, that's it. And I'm like, but for women, they're like, you know, we, and then we, if we are women with children, we're thinking like, okay, this money is going to be taken from my kids instead mm-hmm. of seeing how like, okay, if I put $500 a month into it's this class, but I can make a thousand, mm-hmm. this is a very fast return. Yeah. And so it's interesting, it, you know, th- some of the things like that I think are, and when I was doing one-on-one coaching at first, I had a lot of male clients and they often were like, it was just an easy yes for them because they're like, yeah, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Not how does this feel, but does this make and, sense? And so, so the thing you weren't expecting, so you're, you're getting, you're getting information and perspectives, right? That the fairly, like actually really healthy perspectives, not chauvinistic, not, it, it was like coming around, like oh, yeah. solving a problem together, yeah. right? So you weren't expecting. So how did that help you guys? Well, um, unfortunately I still hand wrote all the notes from that session. Did so you lose them? No. Okay, good. God, do you know, <laughs> <laughs> listen, if there was a fire, I would get all my notebooks first, but I know I have them. And I, I was with Denise at a networking event yeah. last night and I, she's like, are you going to send them to me? I'm like taking pictures of every page, but I looked back and I'm like, I mean, you asked how it was helpful. It, every single thing that came out of everyone's mouth was helpful. Like I have pages and pages mm-hmm. of notes and like some of it, no, I'm probably not going to implement right now, but it's the different perspective mm-hmm. that allowed me to see things a different way. And, um, you know, there are some things that we will be changing from that conversation. Yeah. And that was an hour, right? With, I think so, yeah. That was an hour, like six, yeah, almost six strangers that are members coming yeah. together, right? Just if, if you had one word to describe that experience of, of, of Crest that you weren't expecting, how would you describe them in one word? Maybe like innovative. Innovative. Yeah. So it's innovative for you. It's yes. an innovative experience. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. 
That's huge. That's that's a great thing. I'm always learning. That's why these questions are for me to learn. Oh yeah. Well, even like, the way I we was offering? learning from how you facilitated as well. <laughs> like I had never facilitated like that before. <laughs> like, You're done. You're done. You're done. Slap me with a ruler if I go on a turn. <laughs> but there was value in learning. I mean, it, yeah. you know, there was value in the whole facilitation of the lunch as well mm-hmm. as hearing other people's, you know, experiences and input and, um. You know, any ch- opportunity I have to get someone else's perspective on a problem that I have not been able to solve myself is highly valuable to me. Yeah, and the craziest thing is that you are solving the problem. You're just having the community, the bond of asking the right questions that you didn't think of. Yeah. Right? And then the answer's coming out of you. Yeah. Not out of the people there because there's, there's no advice, right? And right. There's no right. It's fe- and, you know, IG- <laughs> I'm laughing as you say that because IGC, our, like, slogan is work for yourself, not by yourself. Mm. And it's like, duh, of course that would work for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's all principles and application, right? And that's the the coolest thing from your perspective because you really are like a leading, um, you know, a a leading leader in your industry of coaching specifically for women and all that stuff. And so so it's it's just an honor to be able to serve you because you serve so many people, you know? So here's the fun question I love to ask. Okay. You ready? Yeah. How... Am I failing absolutely miserable in life right now as a leader of Crass? And how is Crass failing? I mean, how are we just completely butchering it? Is that what you always ask at that? Always. How, how we celebrate failures. In the failures where you learn uh, brutal facts. I love me for not prepping for this interview. <laughs> oh, no, we don't no, prep for um, anything around here. <laughs> there you go. It's one of our failures. Okay, so how are you failing? How um, are we failing? Like, what's uh, just miserably failing? Personally, me as a leader, and then also the, the organization. I am cold in here sometimes. Oh, <laughs> the opposite of what happens. It's usually too hot in here. No. Um, I mean, I don't know. That's not an answer. I mean, maybe it's just like more people need to be here. I think it's like more people need to join. That is a common failure <laughs> that comes through. Oh, and really? Yeah, no, it's good. Like, everyone, like, there's I've a lot of people say. I've liked everyone that I've met here. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to sound that, like, say that no. in a mean way, but I actually don't like a lot of people that I meet sometimes and other spaces that I've been so in. That's how and we're I successful. I like a lot of, the, right. But what I'm saying is more, pl- like, we, you're failing because we need more people that I yeah. actually like. Okay. <laughs> how do we, how do we, how do we get there? How do we get more people here? More qualified people, though that fit into the heartbeat and vision of this space. And how would you define the vision of Crass? Oh, how would I define the vision? Are you experiencing I think, it? Um, a very like community driven space. I think it's less about, um, oh God, I don't want to say it and compare other places. Um, you can't just don't use names. I'm not good at that. I like have to like rhyme. Should I rhyme? No, I, you know what? Say whatever. Yeah, I'm not gonna. <laughs> Listen, say, I, mean, I don't know. I've never been in a co work space. I don't even know any other owners. Oh, okay. And well, so I've, I don't I've, know. This is my fourth one that wow. I have, and I'm not like a hopper. It's just between like COVID and mm-hmm. availability, and you know, we had a bigger office downtown for a couple of years before COVID, and then yeah. our team became more virtual, and so it's been a little bit different, but. I would say the value here that I like so much is the connectedness. It doesn't feel like people actually know who I am. I just remember being like, oh, my God, why does that person know my name? And then I was like, wait, Olivia, like, this is a new space. Like, be open to relationships. Like, it's very relationship 
uh, fostering relationships is obviously a core value. Mm-hmm. Like I could compare it to other places where it's like who drives the nicest car is the core value and like they get the better parking spots. And that's like, I like literally don't care mm-hmm. about things like that or like vanity metrics as we would call them in social media. I feel <laughs> like it's much more about relationships and collaboration. And I had a meeting yesterday with, um, Annabelle. Did that work? Annabelle. You guys met yes, up? Yes. That's awesome. Do my taxes. Love him for that. <laughs> he's the man. <laughs> he should be scared. Anibal's the man. Yes, yeah. Anibal. Thank you. Uh, he goes by so like three or four different names because his name's impossible to pronounce. Well, I'm going to have to get a nickname, Tax Man. <laughs> but yeah, so and I've been able to actually create uh, collaborations with people. And I think uh, th- literally that's how we met, though, because a friend of mine mm-hmm. wants to do an event here. She said, Can you go drive by and check out this space? Because mm-hmm. I'm from out of town. You, do you know what I mean? So yeah. it was all very connected. And, and I think that's one of the values that I also have. It's I don't try to grow IGC to a $100 million company this year because I don't. I would lose the relationships at this point that I value so mm-hmm. much. And I, it would have to scale much slower for me to maintain that mm-hmm. all for one, one for all. So <laughs> we're, we're, it's interesting. So you said people, more people need to experience this. Yeah, I think more people need to come right? there. More people need to experience this. And that's kind of where my dance is because I, I I really believe in the crawl walk run model of business okay um five minutes all right and uh he's calling us out so um but so it, it's definitely we are just actually gearing up to start marketing I, we've okay. we've done zero marketing by the way just other than like social media posts you've yeah. done no paid ads like, no paid ads okay. no paid no, yeah. just like just focusing on word of mouth and practicing and mastering our culture, yeah. you know, to try to scale the culture and really trying to find high value impact. We're up to 69 members, though, or oh, almost wow. 70 members yeah, um, organically, great. which is phenomenal. And there's yeah. been a lot of impact, you know, in that. And just I've been having the time of my life seeing people just really hit that next level, hit that optimum performance. And yeah. and you hit right on the head of one of our core values that is is social social capital is the most valuable capital is yeah. people so literally within our core so it's like our, our core values it's this thing that i'm actually going to start posting about it all over the place i i, I we all, i always say our core values are precious and it's p-r-e-s-h presh okay so it's people it's people are first okay reflection is reflective growth being efficient efficiently unified okay right p-r-e-s p-r-e and then s is social Okay. We're social and social capital. Relationships are the greatest currency. And humility, mm. being humble, and being humbly leveraged, asking for help. Yeah. So H is also for help. I like that. And that's the whole heartbeat of what makes you thriving. And our brand promise is a space to thrive, connect, and dream. Yeah. And that's what fuels us. This is a promise that you will thrive, you'll connect, and you will dream here. And hopefully in every aspect of your health. If yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's, I think that may be the differentiator because I didn't set out to create a space. The space is free. It's ancillary. It's like a canvas and you're the brush. Right. You paint how the space is used. Yeah. It's a drive for community. And that's why I'm, people have told me that those round table things, those CLRs now, we've only done two. Okay. And I've been told that it's the most valuable thing we've ever offered. When's the next one? Uh, next week. We're going to do them every week rolling out. Okay. Next that's week. what I thought. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have a two week hiatus. You just included in the membership. That'd be easier for me. What do you mean? 
We can include the lunch ticket in the membership. We can do that. That's a great suggestion. <laughs> we're, we're adding on these things all the time. We're trying. I'm trying to figure out how to do that. We are going to think about doing that. Yeah, because I'm like, we'll forget to like buy the ticket. In. Yeah, that's a great suggestion. I'll, I'll, I'll make yeah, that suggestion. So um, we're trying to wrap it up. Failures. Any way that we're failing. I know people need to get here more. We're only allowing 10 members a month to sign up, by the way. Okay. So that's that's kind of a thing because we want to make sure the, the culture scales. But how do we yeah. get there? How do we get more people to know about us? Well, I think you go back to your values and you look at, you know, maybe incentivizing the current members to bring a friend, mm-hmm. um, maybe actually looking in the community groups that you're already in or that are, I mean, I even think like around this neighborhood, like mm-hmm. I live in this neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and, you know, starting with the, those things in mind, community, friends, and then I know you had a bunch of other. No, it's, pe- it's people first. Yeah. Yeah. Reflective growth, efficiently unified. There's a lot of those things that we, as a company. Yeah, and I think when I say two more people, I think more women would be nice. I do think that mm-hmm. it's more male dominated. I could be wrong, but I mean, I would be down to collaborate on an event for women. I know you. You also know mm-hmm. Gina with Babe Crafted. Yeah, yeah. I was at her event last night. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we'd love to have. I mean, again, we just want to be a space for people yeah. to connect and engage and. Yeah. You know, we, I'm not a woman, so I don't know how women think. If I knew that, I'd be a, tr- a gazillionaire, right? I could th- sell a book on that. We but don't even know so how we think Exactly, exactly. Okay? That's yeah. the beauty of the feminine energy. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild it's, feminine. It is wild. It's yeah. wild. Absolutely um, batshit sometimes. But, <laughs> you know, I, I want to be, you know, just a, a man that supports women. Yeah. And their values and who well, they when are. When your wife is here more, we I should meet up with her. We should yeah. talk about something. Hopefully every morning she's here. Yeah. 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 And, and and we gave her the CLRs. Like, it's her baby. Like, you go, go connect with people individually, you yeah. know. So she's she just shot a video on it. You're going to see her face around a lot more. Oh, good. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that should wrap up, though. This right. is a fun podcast. We need to do, again, two more minutes. Um, how can people get in touch with you, uh, your socials? If someone wants to start a coaching company, a woman – Wants to have that empowerment and, and be able to coach other women. How do they sure. do that? Um, so on Instagram, I'm the Liv Chapman. The Liv Chapman. All and right. then, of course, our company is Inner Glow Circle. And those are the same on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. I can send you whichever links you want. But yeah. I mean, I think if you're serious about finding your purpose, living it, and getting paid, just DM me on Instagram, and I'll get you connected to the right person. And we have you know, our ICF accredited coach training, these, you know, over 225 hours. Mm -hmm. If you want to go, go big or go home. And then we also do have some smaller digital courses. If people are like, I'm not really sure, but I want to get a feel for this. So, you know, one of the things I I will mention before we go, we also have a nonprofit, we have a scholarship. So if you're a single mom or you're uh, very financially strapped, we have done over $300,000 in scholarships for moms, women of color, veterans and military spouses and if there's a will there's a way we find a way to make it happen it's so, huge well yeah. thank you for that that's awesome we'll make sure we we push that out cool. well i think the video is probably done but you're still hearing this we have a, <laughs> a one minute left you guys are awesome again my name is jeremy vanderloop i'm the founder and ceo of crest community i have my guest olivia chapman go check her out on all the socials or website if you're a woman and you want some freedom it's yours go get it Right now. She's your tact right there. Um, Again, check us out. Uh, Come see us if you're in Tampa. Join online. Uh, We appreciate you all.